Well, I bring you greetings, first of all, from Pastor Jim. He's in Malaysia, currently ministering and sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, church, uh, churches and church leaders and pastors, and he sends his love and his greetings to you. I just invite you to continue to pray for him. He is doing a phenomenal job. I've heard nothing but great reports, but I know that he craves your prayers, and we're just going to continue to lift him up as he steps out, and he continues to make a difference in the kingdom of God around the world, just like he has here as well. So I just invite you, keep him in your prayers. Well, today we're continuing our series entitled, Included. Included. We believe that God wants to include the things that are necessary for us to move forward in life. As I was preparing this message, I began to think about how often we think that we don't, we don't have enough. We feel like things are missing in our life. We feel like we don't have enough time. We don't have enough energy. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough resources. We have a lot of problems and very little faith. We're long on problems and short on faith. Often what happens is we get into this pattern where we feel like we don't have enough. And then more things are added to our plate and we still don't have enough and we still don't have enough and we still don't have enough. And if you ever felt like that, you kind of feel like you're that little rat on the rat wheel running, 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 not really going anywhere. You're putting in a lot of effort but getting very little return. But often what happens in life is when we feel like we don't have enough, if we stay there long enough, we begin to believe that we aren't enough. We feel like we're not enough. We're not enough for our spouse, our family, for our job, for God, for his purpose for us. We feel like we're not enough. And that puts us in a place where we feel like, why, why keep trying? Why keep moving forward? Why should I put in the effort if I'm not enough? Well, I'm here to tell you on the authority of scripture is that you have enough. With God, you have enough. That's the title of my message today. And that's the title of the message God wants to communicate to you today is that you have enough. Because if you have God, you have enough. And that's the whole premise for this entire series is simply this. With God, everything's included. And through Jesus, everyone is included. I want you to lean into this. If you don't feel like you have enough, know that if you have Jesus, you have more than enough. Because he has more than enough. For you see, God is not limited by your limitations. He's an unlimited God with unlimited resources, with unlimited capacity. And I think that sometimes our limitations limit what God can do in our life. In fact, what we need to do is we need to invite him in. Imagine what your life could be like if you had unlimited resources. We have him available. We believe that Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. He's right here, right now, right next to you. And he's just waiting for you to call on him and include him in your life. Because when Jesus is included in your life, you have everything you need and more. And he wants to provide that to you today. He wants to give you hope today. He wants to give you encouragement today. He wants to give you capacity today. If you feel like you're not enough, that's all right. Because God is enough. And so I want to lean into the word of God today. And I want to talk about 
this subject, this idea that you can have enough. But I want to be clear. I'm not talking about us having more stuff because I think we have more stuff that we really need. If you've ever dropped off clothes at Goodwill that still have tags on it, you have more than enough. In fact, the great theologian, Jerry Seinfeld, he says that our homes are factories for trash. He says you go to the store, you buy something new, you buy some new stuff, and then you take it to your house and realize that you have some older stuff, but you don't have enough space for the new stuff and the old stuff. So what do you do? You take the old stuff and you move it to the garage, but then you realize you don't have any space in the garage because you have old stuff and then older stuff. So what do you do? You take the older stuff and you put it out on the street and it's garbage. Our homes, our factories for more and more stuff. And sometimes we've bought into this belief in the culture that we need more consumer goods. We don't need more consumer goods. We need Jesus Christ. We need Jesus Christ. We need more of him in our life. We need more of Jesus. We need him to step in and make a difference. And I wanna invite you to join me again in the book of 2 Peter chapter one. We're gonna look at the story of Peter once again because Peter, he had a lot of problems. He's a lot like us. In fact, he was, I think, a little insecure. I feel like he felt like he wasn't good enough. Even though he walked with Jesus, I think when he walked around the religious leaders, he still felt like he wasn't enough because they were, they were Pharisees. They were the people who were educated and the elite, the people who had everything going for them. And he was just a simple fisherman. And I think he felt like he wasn't enough. So he would puff up his chest and he would get angry and frustrated and he would try to prove himself but he failed to realize that it doesn't matter if you and I, we don't have enough. If we have Jesus, we have more than enough. And it wasn't until Peter realized that Jesus was his enough and more that Peter's life changed. And so this is what we pick up. This is after Jesus' death and resurrection, after he's gotten his mind right about who Jesus is. So I, wanna, I want us to look at the word of God. Second Peter Chapter one, verses three and four. I just wanna also say, we have on our Westover app a life group experience, a group experience that you can access right on the front page. And I wanna encourage you to use those notes and that life group experience to learn more about who God is, to take this study a little deeper. Because I believe that God not only wants to bless you today, he wants to bless you tomorrow and next week. And I want us to continue and extend what God is speaking to us. And in that life group experience, there are icebreaker questions. There are, there's a special video from me that has unique content. There's discussion questions. We invite you to lean into that because we want you to go to the next level. We want you to discover all that God has included for you. I also just want to pause and give a pastoral moment, a pastoral moment of encouragement. I want us to change the culture in this church to something a little different. And here's what I mean. I want us to get excited about the word of God. I want us to get excited about the presence of God. Let me put it to you this way. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan. And we've had a rough two decades, okay? 
but I still cheer for them even though they're losing. But I wonder if we choose to cheer louder for a losing team than we do for the King of Kings who never has lost a battle, who's always winning. I believe that we can be reverent and respectful in the presence of God, but I also believe that we can celebrate the King. And my thing is this, if you cheer louder for the Cowboys and less for Jesus, I think it's backwards. I think we need to get wired up and fired up for who God is. I think our loudest celebration should be in the house of God. Our loudest celebration should be when we read the Bible. We should be shouting in the morning as we read the word of God, so much so that our kids run in and say, what's going on? We're able to tell them, God spoke something to me and it made a difference in my life. I believe this. I believe that God will meet you at your point of expectation. If you believe that God's word is living and active, it'll be living and active. If you're just checking the box, you're missing out on the fact that God wants to speak to you through his word and he wants to speak to you in this moment. So can we get wired up and fired up for God? I'm inviting us. And please know, I don't need the applause. In fact, I don't want the applause. In fact, I don't deserve the applause, but he sure does. He sure does. He deserves all the praise and all the honor and all the glory because he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he's the risen savior and he wants to make a difference in your life. And I'm inviting us to get excited about the word of God. So let's get excited about the word of God and let's read the word of God together. Second Peter one verses three through four says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need. Say everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Say great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. What Peter's saying is that everything you need is included. You'll have more than enough. And I want us to lean in and look at how we could get more of Jesus today. Here here are a couple ways to get more of Jesus today. Number one, let God be your source. Let him be your source. Peter discovered this. Look at verse three. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him. God has the power you need. He's the infinite battery. You don't have to change out the batteries. You don't have to plug in your electric vehicle. You don't have to go back and get recharged because all you have to do is access him. He has more than enough power you need for what you're facing. And I think many of us, we live a depleted and defeated life. We're running on fumes. We're running on barely making it. And God is saying, come to me. I can give you all the power that you need. He knows what you need when you need it. In fact, God has everything available to you right at your fingertips. The past couple of years, we've had supply chain issues, right? You go in to buy something and it's either delayed or out of stock. And so you end up, you end up settling for a substitute, something that's similar, but is not the same as the thing that you wanted. And once you order it, it's suddenly out of stock. And now you're waiting weeks, if not months 
to get the thing that you didn't want originally, but you're having to settle for. Package delays. When is it gonna come? Why isn't it here? Why is it taking so much time? Well, I'm here to tell you that God doesn't have supply chain issues. He doesn't have a problem getting things to you because he owns the entire supply chain. He makes sure that what he sends to you gets to you because he is the source and the supplier. And he's gonna make sure that the blessings that he has entitled to you are gonna get to him. There's no hidden fees. There's not extra shipping costs. He's already paid for it all. He wants to provide it to you. God doesn't have supply chain issues. It's just that we haven't picked up the package yet. Let him be your source. Let him be your supply. Let him be the one to give you what you need. In fact, God's power makes everything possible. The thing you're struggling with in your business, in your relationship, in that challenge with that family member that you just can't quite solve, God has everything you need and more. I wanna invite you not to live below the spiritual poverty line. Don't live below the spiritual poverty line. I want you and I to realize who we truly are, what we're really entitled to. When Charles Montbatten Windsor was born, he didn't know who he was, but that didn't matter because his parents did, his mom did and his dad did. And if he had gone through life not knowing who he was, he would have settled for less than who he was and what he was entitled to. It just so happened that he was born into royalty. He's he's now the king of England, the king of the British empire. It didn't matter that he didn't know that he was a king. It just mattered that his parents told him. And I believe that many of us were living below what God has for us. In fact, I wanna tell you that you and I, if we believe in Jesus Christ and we're, we're making him Lord and savior of our life, that we are royalty. We don't have to settle for scraps. We don't have to steal from the king's table. We are the sons and daughters of the king. And he's inviting us to come close. He's inviting us to join him at his table to get everything that he is entitled to us. You and I were royalty. Take a seat at the table. Get all that God has for you. He has everything at his disposal that he wants to give to you. I found this. I found this. God has something special for you. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I want to pause here and say this. God knows what you need. God knows what you need. He's just asking you to ask him to ask him. If you pray prayers that are in accordance with the will of God, he'll provide it to you. What is it that you need? What is it that you need? I want you even right now to just pray it. Say, Jesus, I need, I need a breakthrough in my marriage. I need a breakthrough in my family. I need a breakthrough in my situation. Whatever it is, I want you to present that as a prayer. In fact, I'm inviting you in your notes to just write down your prayer requests and put to the day's today's date on, on it so that you can remember the promise that God has for you. He wants to be your source and your supply. He's the king. In fact, this is what Jesus said about himself in Matthew six thirty three: Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Do you know that that everything isn't a what, it's a who? It isn't a what. I grew up thinking it was a what. In fact, it's a who. 
It's Jesus. If we seek his kingdom above all else and live righteously, he will give more of himself to us. I want you to get all that he has for you. I want you to lean into his presence. I want you to, to, to take hold of everything he has. He wants to bless you so that then when you're blessed, you can then be a blessing to other people. In fact, he wants us to give away the overflow of blessings that he's given to us. Do you know there's certain blessings that he's provided to you that aren't for you? There's certain blessings that he's provided to you so you can bless other people. Here at Westover, we believe our mission is follow Jesus, love people. I'm inviting us to love people with the overflow that God gives us. In fact, we have an opportunity to love people extravagantly in the Christmas season. We have a, our Westover Field of Lights that's starting up again. We're gonna have it this next Christmas season. We're inviting you to be a part of it. We're inviting you to come and bring your family, but also we're inviting you to help us set this up so that we can be a shining light to our community. We have a build night that's coming up in just a couple of days and we invite you to come. Let's push pixels for people. Let's encourage people with the light of the gospel. We're inviting you to be a part of this because God has blessed you, not only to bless you, but he's given you overflow blessings so you can bless other people. Whether it's time, energy, resources, finances, God has blessed you so you can be a blessing to other people. Let's step in. Let's allow him to be our source. And I promise you, if he's your source, he'll give you everything you need and more so you can give it away to other people. Here's the second way to get more of Jesus. Choose God's promises. Choose God's promises. Peter says this in verse four. And because of his glory and excellence, he's given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Did you know that there are over 3,000 promises in the Bible? There's 3,000 promises in the Bible. I think many of us, we live problem rich and promise poor. Problem rich and promise poor. We have 99 problems and zero promises. We have a bunch of problems and no promises. We're living on a prayer, a prayer that we don't know is gonna be answered instead of God's promises. I wanna encourage you to pray God's promises instead. Why? Because God's faithful to the word that he speaks. Look at what Jesus says, and this isn't in your notes, but I, I offer this to you, you can write it down. Luke 1, For no word from God will ever fail. Here it is. God keeps the promises he speaks. And when we pray the promises of God, those are promises he wants to fulfill. In fact, I wanna talk a little bit about prayer and praying God's promises. Have you ever noticed that when you pray a prayer, you start with the name of Jesus and you end with the name of Jesus as well? I don't know if you know this. But we usually say Jesus, and then we say our prayer, and then we say in Jesus' name, amen. I need you to realize that, that that statement, in Jesus' name, amen, is not two separate statements. It's one statement. In Jesus' name, amen. What it means is that we're actually speaking the name of Jesus. For you see, one of God's names is amen. And amen, what it means is let it be so. But when we apply it to God, what we're saying is, God, you are the God that makes it so. So when you say amen, what you're saying is, God, let it be so. In fact, I'm inviting us to say it loud and proud, this name of God that says, let it be so. Let's say it right now. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. I want it to change your prayer life as you pray the promises of God. You start with the name of Jesus, you say his promises, and then you say in Jesus' name, let it be so, God. You are the God who makes it so. The king never stutters. He never goes back on his word. He's faithful to complete it. In fact, Jeremiah 1.12 says this, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to see it come to pass. I want you to realize that God just doesn't speak promises out into space and time and lets them float through space and time. In fact, he actively watches over his word to fulfill it and to complete it because no word of God will ever fail. No word that goes from him will ever return to him void. It will go forth and it will accomplish what he's ordained it to accomplish. And when we put his word in our mouth, it can be so. My words don't have the power of life, but God's word does. God's promises have the capacity to make a difference in our life. And I'm inviting us to pray the promises of God because if we do, we're gonna experience his divine nature and it'll save us from the world and the worldly desires. In fact, God's promises are spiritual life insurance. They're spiritual life insurance. They're meant to save you. And so I wanna offer you 10 promises to tuck in your heart. Number one, God promises to strengthen you. Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. Number two, God promises to give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. If there's one that jumps out, just give it a clap and say, God, that's one, the one for me. Number three, God promises to take care of all your needs. Philippians 4, 19. Number four, God promises to answer your prayers. Matthew 7, 7. Number five, God promises to work everything out for your good. Romans 8, 28. Number six, God promises to be with you. Joshua 1, 9. Number seven, God promises to protect you. Psalm 91, 2. Number eight, God promises to forgive us from sin. 1 John 1, 9. Number nine, God promises that nothing can separate us from him. Romans 8, 38 through 39. And number 10, God promises us that if we believe in Jesus Christ, we will have eternal life. John 3, 16. These are the promises of God that we can hold on to that will save us. God's word makes a difference. In fact, his promises are ready for pickup. Imagine walking into your favorite coffee shop and picking up your favorite coffee drink. Where are my coffee drinkers at? Amen and amen to that, right? A double shot of espresso and a double amen. Imagine walking in and picking up your drink, but here's, here's the way it's a little different from your experience. When you walk in, you pick it up, it's perfect and it's ready for you, but you didn't even have to order it. You didn't even have to open up the app and pay for it. Why? Because it's already been ordered and it's already been paid for. That's how it works with God. His promises have already been ordered and fulfilled. In fact, when you walk into God's presence and say, God, I'm gonna take hold of this promise, that promise has your name already written on it. It has a message below that says, this is especially for you, love God. And this is what he wants to give to you because it's already been paid for. All we have to do is to step in and to receive it. For you see, it says this in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all of God's promises, say all, 
for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. In fact, all of heaven shouts yes to the promises of God because he's already fulfilled it. In fact, the verse continues to say this, and through Christ, our amen ascends to God for his glory. We're able to say, God, I can accept that promise. And Jesus says, I've already fulfilled it. You just have to pick it up. You just have to walk into my presence and receive it. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but just step into God's presence and say, God, you promised me this and I'm taking hold of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let it be so. And here's what I've discovered. Just like the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment, when we pray prayers that are in accordance with the will of God for our life, the power of God goes out and it accomplishes what we're praying for. We just have to pray prayers that are God's promises. Third and finally, to give more of Jesus, accept his invitation. Say yes to his invitation. Accept his invitation. This is what he says in verse three. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. God's inviting us close. He's saying, son or daughter, you're royalty. Come close. Maybe you haven't said yes to Jesus yet in your life. He's saying, I want to put a robe of royalty over you. I want to put a crown on your head. I want to give you all the titles and the responsibilities and all the capacity and all the blessings that I have for you. But we must be willing to accept his invitation. He's inviting us to come close. He's inviting us to come close. Would you be willing to say yes to Jesus? Are you willing to accept his invitation? Peter's saying this. He's saying we've received all this by coming to know him. The best blessing that God can give us only happens when we get close to him. It's not more stuff. It's his presence. It's his presence. That's the best blessing he can give. He gives us more of himself. He doesn't give us more stuff. What's the best thing that God includes for us is himself. He includes himself in our life. And he's inviting us to say yes to him. He says that in this verse three at the very beginning, it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a, a godly life. The only way that we can qualify for God's best blessings is if we live a holy life. For you see, a holy life qualifies us to experience God's glory. A holy life. I know some of you are saying, God, I don't know how to do that. That's okay because it's God's power that's included in Jesus Christ that allows us to live a holy life. He's inviting you to come close. He's inviting you to get next to him. Sometimes we feel like we're disqualified, but it doesn't matter if we're disqualified because he's qualified those who are willing to accept his invitation. I'm inviting you to say yes to Jesus. In fact, it would be remiss of me if I didn't offer an opportunity for all of us to say yes to Jesus. So as I close, I'm gonna invite you to lay aside everything and stand to your feet, front to back, side to side. I want you to dial into this moment. God knows the need that you have. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's restoration in a relationship. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's peace in your mind and heart. And he wants to provide that to you. But I think sometimes God holds back on blessing us with that because if we come to him and he gives us that blessing, we'll then say, God, I don't need you. 
But I've discovered that when we get God's presence, we get everything. He gives us himself and he gives us all the blessings that we need. And so I wanna offer you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Doesn't matter how long you've been away from God or if you've never said yes to Jesus, you can say that right now. In fact, we believe here at Westover that saying yes to Jesus and accepting his invitation is as clear as ABC. A, admitting that we need Jesus, because we all do. (laughs) We all do. B, believing in our heart that his death was necessary to pay the price of sin and that he rose again on the third day to give us life and hope. And then C, confessing from our heart with our mouth out loud that we need him. I believe that God wants to meet with you today. In fact, this is the most important decision you could make all year. So I'm invite us to bow our heads and close our eyes. I believe there are people here in the room and online where you've been sensing the tug of God in your life. He's saying, I want to be with you. I want to live with you. I want to journey with you. In fact, for this moment, I sense that God was saying, just talk to me. Just talk to me. Just talk to me about what's happening in your life. Let me in. Let me heal you. Let me save you. Let me make a difference in your life. Let me include everything that you need and more. I just need you to open the door of your heart to me. I know he's tugging on your heart. If you sense that tug on the count of three, I'm inviting you to raise your hand. You're not, you're not joining this church. You're just saying yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Yes, yes. Hands all over. Yes, 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 yes. God sees you and he knows you and he knows what you need and he wants to make himself available to you. So here's what I'm gonna invite all of us to do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want us to say this prayer from our heart, from the place where we say, I love you to the people who matter most. Say it from from that place. Let's say this. Say, Jesus, I need you. I've tried to do life on my own and it hasn't worked. I'm sorry, God, for excluding you. Right now, I invite you in. I believe you died on the cross for me to forgive my sin. I choose you. Please forgive my sin. Right now, I set aside everything that gets in the way of my relationship with you. Be in charge of my life today and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. If you just said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, welcome to the family of God. Here's a couple things I'd like for you to do. I invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. We'd love to help you journey in your walk of faith and help you encourage you as you pursue a relationship with Jesus. I also invite you to attend Faith Essentials. It's, it's on the first and second Sunday of every month where you can get questions answered about who Jesus is, how to read the Bible, how to pray. We wanna equip you so that you can thrive in your relationship with God. Also, our prayer team's gonna be available here at the very end at the front. They'd love to pray with you. And finally, if you're a guest for the first time with us, uh, Pastor Danae and I would love to meet you in Guest Central. We can't wait to see you soon. God bless you and you are dismissed.